I'm Helen Chatterjee. I'm a professor of biology at UCL and I'm a co-investigator on the March Network Grant. Fantastic. So yeah, um, why should we be considering communities more in mental health? I think the role of communities and community assets, most importantly, are a really vital resource to support mental health. We know that we've got a failing mental health support system. There's too many users and not enough support and resources to support those users. So we have to look at those wider assets. And from my perspective, I think the interesting thing is that there's some great research and opportunities out there in regards to the great variety of community assets that we have already that could be deployed more efficiently and already are being deployed to support people with various mental health problems. Fantastic. And um, can you think of any sort of current examples of research or practice going on that maybe encourages uh, community assets or cross-disciplinary research within mental health or practice? Yeah, I mean, I work with lots of different types of community organisations, green spaces, organisations, particularly like museums and arts organisations. And what I've noticed in all of those sorts of examples is that the sorts of programmes they offer are really tackling a multiple, uh, complex array of both physical and mental health problems. And I think that's the greatest benefit of these sorts of community-based assets. We've worked, for example, with the Green Gyms, the Trust for Conservation Volunteers, individual museums and arts organisations. And the sorts of programmes that they offer, offer multi-sensory, mixed activities that support people on different levels, particularly in social groups. And what we've seen from those sorts of programmes is real progress for people, articulating for themselves how they feel those sorts of assets are benefiting them. So, for example, I work a lot with the Whitworth Art Gallery in Manchester. It's located in a park, and they have a whole range of staff and resources within their organisation that are supporting a whole range of different mental health service users, homeless people, refugees and asylum seekers, people with a whole range of different health problems and the sorts of activities they're running from gardening activities, collections-based activities in their museum spaces, activity programmes within hospitals. What we've been able to show is from research, both quantitative and qualitatively, and through speaking to those participants and the health workers that are supporting them, is that those activities are genuinely making an impact on improving those people's health in ways that we know that the standard health systems are not currently helping those people. And I think that's really the great advantage of the March Network. Why would you encourage people to join the March Network? I think sharing their practice, sharing those opportunities for partnership working, thinking about the commissioning and referral process, thinking about those health systems and how community assets can be better integrated is the greatest uh, positive change that we can make through the March Network. So making those links, sharing practice and furthering research and how all of that research and practice can help change policy, particularly when it comes to referral pathways and mechanisms for people gaining access to these brilliant assets that we already have in our communities. Mm -hmm.